feel like Jeremy clapped a few times there. <laughs> I think I clapped twice. <laughs> so should go I go with the first one or the second one? Go with the second why one. Why okay. did you just just what was going on in your head? That, that, I don't know. That was a good idea. I'm sure David will get it worked out. I'm I'm already messed up because of it, honestly. This uh this episode's just already gonna go off the rails from the very beginning. Sort of like the last <laughs> few did. <laughs> um what episode is this, by the way? Is this 81, I think? I think so. Yeah. Episode 81 of Three Brothers Talking. Uh, I'm David. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Why do you always laugh at Jeremy's struggling that? to get up to speed. No, I was laughing because it felt like you were 20 minutes late to get oh, in there. I was here. Oh. All right. We uh, Just a peek behind the curtain. Uh, whenever we're remote podcasting here um we are very highly technical in that to sync up the audio tracks we just use um all of us clapping on the microphone to help us sync things up and um jeremy threw a double a double clap in this time which is sure to sure to mess (laughs) things up he he clapped once and then he wasn't confident in it so he clapped a second time so it was a yeah. He was like, "All right, I'm I'm feeling in this one." Yeah. So that's just gonna be um, that. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. We'll see what happens in the uh, post phase of that. So uh, this oh, is episode eighty one, though. The post phase. I don't. That's yeah. not the right word for it. But you can you can fix anything in in post. Yeah, you can try. That's for yeah. certain. That's uh, half of my day job is doing that very thing for people. There you go. So you're a professional. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, tonight we've uh, got a couple fun things to talk about. Um, the first is that I'll mention that we do have social media that is sparingly used. And that'll come into play in our next topic. But if you don't follow us, you could follow us on uh, Instagram. It's probably the best place to do it. And it's at 3BTPod. So whenever you do that, you get to take part in fun Instagram polls uh, like the one that we did based off of last episode where Jeremy confessed mm-hmm. his love for Bigfoot and his uh, obsession, his current obsession with Bigfoot. I was waiting for him to object to that. but <laughs> No objection. <laughs> he I, takes, yeah, sorry. He's, take it in stride. Hey, so, so first off, there actually was a lag for a second on our amazing feed secondly i don't see why there's an issue with anything are you saying that i didn't receive there's an issue on face on facebook or something i barely look at facebook no i was just waiting for you to object to the fact that i said you had a love <laughs> and obsession with big i like watching bigfoot um, documentaries i don't i i will not apologize for enjoying watching something like that let me let me ask you this question because this is the question that i asked on instagram um is Bigfoot or some kind of Bigfoot-like creature real? That's the question I asked. Oh. Jeremy, how would you answer that? So, I mean, it depends what you mean. If you say Bigfoot-like creature, you could say, like, there's a million different ones. <laughs> like, you could say an ape is generally, like, a Bigfoot-like creature, like a gorilla. I'm obviously not talking no. about that. It's I'm talking about yeah. a creature. We're not talking about a gorilla. No. Do gorillas exist? Yeah. Yes. See, 100%. there you go. <laughs> done. I'm asking, is there um, some kind of land animal that is large and hairy and we haven't yet identified it? Like, it, ha- it can't be a species we already know, obviously. So it had yeah. to be some kind of other species. Does that exist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Are you afraid to answer? I don't know. I'm still kind of figuring it out. Jeremy's on. Okay. Jeremy's on. Like, well, you should have saw. You should have seen 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 the documentary last night. I think. Okay. (laughs) I will say. I think a hundred, like ninety nine percent of them are hoaxes. But every once in a while, something comes up. I'm like, well, that could be something interesting. So. So Jeremy's on the maybe train. I'm on the maybe train. uh, Yeah. Which was an answer. uh, An answer that was provided. Now, our listenership uh, got back to us, and sixty seven percent of people answered yes. To the question. Oh, there you go. See, I'm not that. But I don't think that 67% of people really believe that. I think I think that's people patronizing Jeremy. Yeah. I have a lot of fans out there, Andrew. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> I think, 
People are getting Jeremy tattoos and stuff. So they're getting Jeremy high five and Bigfoot. That's what they're getting tattooed. Yeah, be a, dude, that'd be a sick tattoo. Well, don't be hating. Hey, you, yeah. You'd want that tattoo. For, I guess Skylar would do that. I can. Yeah. I guess Skylar do that tomorrow. Yeah, instead of the tattoo See? you're going to get tomorrow, just switch it up and say, "I'd like to be high fiving Bigfoot." Can you just oh, forget yeah. that, Jeremy? You're getting your tat tomorrow. I'm getting my. I'm getting That's yes. Exciting. Tattoo number two. Tattoo are you two. Uh, are you scared, Jeremy? Uh, not really. It's going to be bigger than my other one, but it's at a hideable spot, so that works out well. Do you think it's going to hurt more? No, nah, I, I have a lot of extra stuff. It's going to it's going to so. hurt more. You're, you're getting it's going, on, it's going hurt on his more. chest for the record. That was like the weirdest yeah. way to. I don't know. That could. Oh, I, I thought I it didn't was want his everyone like. Face. I don't know. I don't. It's, I didn't know how to say I, body parts. Well, it's not going like it's going. Yeah, going on my chest. You could have the way that you said. I have extra stuff there. Like that could have been. I don't know. You're. Your butt or something like that, which would be whoa. This is a family friendly podcast. Don't say that word on this podcast. Bottom, my bad. Oh, there Bottom. you go. Yeah. Booty. My kids listen. That's to this true. Podcast. Are you going on, about that? Are you going on the peck? What are you doing? Yeah, left peck. Uh, left Always peck? the left. Yeah, everything That's I have it. is gonna be in the It'll, left he, side. He's left more confident. Side. It's a little stronger on the left side. So. Left yeah. side, strong it'll, side. <laughs> I feel like I do better push ups on that it'll side. It'll definitely, yeah. it'll definitely hurt more than your first one because your first one was on your. Uh, like your upper arm, Shoulder. which isn't sensitive at all. Well, and even then, I had more muscle at that moment when I when I got that yep. one than I do now. But is, it uh, should be a good night. Faith, is, is Faith, Faith gets to come with me. She, yeah, I was like, is Faith, Faith gets going to experience with you? it. Okay. Yep. There you go. And then I get to hang out with um a friend of the pod, Jeffy B. After. Oh, I thought you were about to so say another fun at night. the tattoo. And I was like, that's weird. No, maybe he's getting one as no, well afterward. Shout out. She, um, so if you do get the Bigfoot tattoo, I mean, the idea, the design you have is cool, but if you do want to do the other one instead. If, if we get a pretty good drawing of a Bigfoot tattoo, I might get a small one. Like I said, a Bigfoot high-fiving. I'd think about I, that'd it. That'd be cool. Let's, let's do a poll of what should be Jeremy's have to, third tattoo. It has to be a good quality, and I have to approve it. <laughs> I have to approve said tattoo. What, uh, so did they give you time? Like, how long are you going to be? You gonna They're be saying, so basically, they... Five, but I go five thirty. They're thinking um, six thirty at the latest. So I reckon hour okay. and a half to two so hours it'll be, tops. It'll be it'll be relatively Ooh, quick. He's one. gonna move quick. Yeah, yeah, it won't be too bad. Yeah. It's all black, so it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeremy's got all kinds of news going on lately because he not only has he not only loves Bigfoot and he not only uh, you know is getting a tattoo, but he also just got back from Colorado. But I I have a question though, like. Yeah, I have a question though on the Bigfoot well, thing. Just so do like, a second on Bigfoot here. <laughs> yeah, like well, no, Colorado can relate to Bigfoot because I have more news about that after this. Keep going because he saw him. No. <laughs> no, no, just keep going with your question, uh, Andrew. Now my question is like, so you're saying a species like Bigfoot? So what? At what threshold do we qualify a like a like Bigfoot? species like is it is it basically like thing. if you saw a gorilla that was you know like because like gorillas can walk up on two legs uh yeah like so like at what point you know like I, that's what i'm saying is like is it just location based or, yeah i mean there's something called the um what's it called goodness now i can't remember it it's, it's in florida in the everglades um there's Grassman in Ohio that could be something. Minerva Monster. There's many different things. Well, those um, are all urban legends. Jamie, I so. I don't think there's a chance that we have a Bigfoot in Minerva, Ohio. The, sk the skunk yeah. ape they're saying is in the Everglades. So there could be something in the wanted, Everglades for sure. Yeah, I just want to so know, like, definitively. I like to be analytical. Like, definitively, what do we qualify I, as a? I would say it has to be taller than a man standing upright yeah it's got to be taller than a man standing right. upright and like and is it location walk, based it's got like to walk, gotta walk upright, upright right? to be a true bigfoot yeah. although i mean i don't know at least in the the historical but, sense of what we mean when we say bigfoot so we say like we a hairy saying, man in the woods yeah are we saying basically hairy like larger than larger than a male bigger than a gorilla and just not in like central africa where gorillas currently live I looked that up on my highly technical Google no, search I think engine. That it, I think that it also has to be probably a species we have no we haven't seen before. Because if it was just a gorilla in Ohio, you'd be like, oh, somebody brought a gorilla yeah. over here. 
and let it loose. Yeah, I was like, it couldn't be some kind of line of gorilla. You got to see it and say, what is that? Nobody knows. Yeah. Yes, I'm just going to, I mean, it depends on what you're qualifying it as. I would say, during that definition, I would say that could be a possibility, yes. There's a lot of area in Canada, especially that no one sees that's uninhabited. Canada's a fair point. It could be some kind of snow yeah, that's monster. Where very easily. Especially like that. And most of the sightings are in the Pacific Northwest, which is pretty close to all that uninhabited you dream, land. You dream it up. It's possible up in Canada. All things are possible through verses taken <laughs> out of context. That's right. And that's what my keychain so, and says. And all things are possible with Bigfoots in Canada. Yes. Jeremy, what was your what was your Colorado <laughs> trip Bigfoot link? So I got back. <laughs> So we were in Colorado Springs, um, nice little place. Got to, went to a nice restaurant called the Rabbit Hole. Uh, met a nice guy at the Denver Biscuit Company next morning, and got to Ooh. hang out with my my wife. It was fun. Went to a hot spring for a friend's wedding, which is great. But on the way back, I got home and I was looking at YouTube, and I don't know. I had a suggestion. It said, "Here's a documentary." So I clicked on it, and I was like, "Hey, it's a Bigfoot in Pikes Peak, which is in Colorado Springs, like not far from us." So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, so I could have a, gone to see Bigfoot while I was there. It was there. a video of like some or sighting or what? Yeah, like a sighting. It's like Monster mm. Quest had like an episode on it. There's a bunch of different things. Monster Quest is a bunch of urban legends, which are pretty good. And then um, Small Town Monsters is pretty good pod or pretty good little channel. That has some good stuff. So how was it? In There's the, some uh, language on it. So we'll throw how, that disclaimer out. How was it in the natural? How was it in a natural hot spring? Is that pretty cool? Oh, dude, it was so natural being in that hot spring. I was like, I've um, never been. No, it, was, it was. It was. like a hundred. I think I said one of them was like a hundred and forty. Hundred? No, not that high. It's like a hundred and forty. Yeah, that would That's boil right. you. <laughs> I don't, no, that won't. Boiling's like what's boiling? Three hundred degrees. Boiling. Two, boiling's two twelve. Celsius is hundred. Boy, we're stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna well, look it like, up. I know a hot tub's like a hundred. Right. Yeah. Boiling water occurred at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't boil you, but that'd be really hot. It was really hot. You can ask Faith. I could throw in a disclaimer. She like a lot of times we were getting out of the water or she was like halfway out. So she'd cool down. I know anything like above 101, 102 hot tub wise. I can't even like I can't tolerate they had that. A, yeah. They had a nice little cascade pool. We got into sitting in infinity pool in the mountains with everyone in the hot springs. It was nice, especially after hurting myself last week at soccer um, mm. to sit in a hot spring. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy got back into playing soccer and uh, immediately pulled muscles all up and down his if, leg. Which if is, you call it playing, that's what happens. I call dude. it just not getting hurt. It, and then I got hurt. That's just what happens. It's uh, it's part of the game. Part of the game. Yeah, Guys, I feel like this is a Jeremy's life episode. Is this like all about me. Yeah. We're, just, my... we're just getting we're just getting speaking updates. of um, something that oh, man. Jeremy holds very near and dear Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> that's not the truth. They're going to go like eschatology, Dave. No, no. Something that really strikes you to your core. Something that really defines yeah, you. Jordan and... Peterson and Joe Rogan defined me as a man. Yeah. I mean, Jocko Willink, you actually those are the next tattoos you're getting. I, you Bigfoot. Okay, let's Joe go Rogan. Back. I do not throw Jocko Willink. I would not put Jocko Willink in the same. Even Joe Rogan's in a thing all by himself. Well, that's true. We need to set the and table a little bit here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. David, set the table we'll for we'll us. We'll set the table. The topic that we're going to talk about is uh, basically why are Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson so popular among men? Maybe Jocko Willink as well. Even Christian men. Why are they so popular? Because if you, I don't know, I think you might, I, I mean this, I don't mean this as an insult, but like you probably aren't that well versed in the internet, in current culture, if you aren't aware of the fact that like guys like Joe Rogan, Jocko Willing, Jordan Peterson have massive followings, just massive mm-hmm. followings um, of really predominantly men. Um and so the question is, why do we think those guys are so popular right now um, among men? And especially, I think that Christian men in particular um, love those guys for different in different ways, for different reasons, even though none of those guys are at least Orthodox Christians. Um, yeah. Yet they're so popular, they're so beloved. 
So that's the table set. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, now, Jeremy, your disclaimer is what? That you were getting to there. See, I don't know. I don't put Jocko in the same um, category for the reason that he, um, I don't know. I don't want to say he's actually done stuff, I don't, but like, yeah, I, was like I don't think he actually even the way he writes his books category. and everything else is basically yeah. like, hey, men be men. The stuff I've read and listened to him, it seems like men be men and lead and take ownership of what you're doing and stop crying about it. Um, it's very Jordan as far Peterson. As the other people to latch on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and even Jordan Peterson, I don't. Even, okay, as far as the reason why men latch on to them, let's go back. Well, let me let me address um, what you're saying right there, real fast, because I think it's it. Yeah, they're not ahead. the same people. Like Joe Rogan yeah. is not the same. He doesn't scratch the same itch that Jocko Willink scratches for people. Nor does Jordan Peterson. Like, Correct. like yeah. Jordan Peterson yeah. is an intellectual, um, and right. Jocko Willink is uh, like the military guy, and then Joe Rogan is like um, uh, he's the <laughs> the frat boy. Comedian. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, they are different. <laughs> TV star. They're different. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that I lump them together for this question is just because I see the popularity that all three of them have. So I think that they strike similar chords, but in different ways, if that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that's, that. that's, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not discrediting it totally. I just want to say that of the three, if I were going to sit there and like, I guess, if I was going to say, hey, like, read or listen to this stuff, I put Joe and Jordan in a different area than I, or not Joe, Jordan and Jocko in a different area than Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't waste time reading a book by Joe Rogan. Probably wouldn't be the most. Or I guess just material in general, with podcasts yeah. and whatnot. Um, From an actual, like, stimulating standpoint and to actually be something good. Well, notable. and I think, to his credit, as as even, I mean, he's not a listener of the podcast, I assume. Uh, but Joe Rogan, I assume, is not going to put himself in the same category of those two men either. I think no, that he, I think no. that he understands like one of those guys is a uh, what well, is Ro- is willing uh, Navy SEAL, I think. Um, so yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. a Navy SEAL. I'm also not a PhD, brilliant professor. I'm just a comedian. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Different yeah, guys. But why that. are they? Why? Uh, do, I, I don't think he would either. Why are they popular? Are you asking me or Andrew first? Uh, Let's just start it off. Whoever's manly or can go first. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I was going to say it's basically, I think men flock uh, in, you know, as far as following goes, because they, the Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan uh, do not like they had kind of unleashed and they got in this wave of not being afraid to be men um, and be basically standing up that platform of like, you know, they especially Jordan Peterson, his whole rise to fame came about his stand up against identity politics um, and the whole, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, as especially like how we use uh, our freedom of speech and all how, how we're supposed to you know how there there should not be any limitations on that in society so that's where like basically he became a platform of like you know anybody uh going against the society norm um and you know talking against anything that realm freedom of speech and same thing with joe rogan i think he has a platform now where uh he invites virtually everybody on uh, who are intellectuals and other people like that. And he just gives them a platform to be able to speak freely. Um, or sometimes pseudo intellectuals, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's just, it's a wide variety of yeah. people, but like regardless of who the, who the person is, like they're able to speak freely. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think people I, like whether it. It's, whether like, it's Bernie Sanders or um, I don't know, uh, Ben Shapiro has been on there. I was trying to think of somebody the opposite of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like scientists yeah. and doctorates and, uh, you know, green, green berets and military people. Yeah. Well, I, 
I I think um, your point there, Andrew, is well taken. Like that, he both of them, especially um, especially Jordan Peterson, like he did become famous. He was not. He was just a pr- random professor in Canada, and yeah. then he became famous yeah. because Canada passes a bill about con- compelled speech regarding gender yep. and stuff, and he started to speak out against that. And then he spar- He just didn't care to take a stand and just say what he believed about it. And so, I think that there is like, I think that there is a bit of a hunger. Um, I think it does connect with men. Like that, um, there's a respect for other guys that take stands for things. Yeah, that that have yeah. a backbone that like stand up and um, uh, are not afraid to be maligned or uh, not afraid to or be like or attacked. face like personal consequences yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and I think that I think that I think that Christian men probably feel a bit of a draw to that because I don't know that how many, I don't know how many great examples we have of that in the church of taking yeah. stands in really firm, really loving ways um, that show a backbone for things, uh, a really godly backbone. Um, but I don't know. I think that's something that's missing that, um, those two guys in particular strike a chord with people. I think Jeremy, were you going to say something? No. And I think that's a good point. Like you said the free being able to speak freely and be able to stand strong amidst a culture that's going to push back no matter what your view is, um, or cancel you where, what that means. I think that for so long in Christianity, we've had the mindset of being, I'm going to use the word winsome. Cause that's the word we hear. Um, and not necessarily, and there, I guess there's a time and a place to communicate, and you should always communicate well with gentleness and respect, but also there's a time to place say, no, that's wrong and stand firm. And for too long, I don't think that we saw men standing firm on the right things, mm-hmm. like things that actually mattered, like how we love our wives, how we um, serve and stand firm with our kids, how we should be courageous and how we steward our money, time and resources and just even activities um, and politics and voting. All that kind of lumps in the way we don't we don't view the household and our jobs, or I guess it's been, I don't say vilified because I don't think it's been vilified completely. I just think it's been absent. And in the absence, something has to fill the void. Yeah. Like you're saying that the church hasn't really stepped in in a strong way. And, and amidst the cult, the well, culture has confused the topics of what is it? What does a household even mean? And what what yeah, what right. do all these things even mean? And the church has, in a lot of ways, I think, um, I don't know, g- given shallow responses or given kind of weak responses or half-hearted ones or compromised responses. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and so like there is a hunger, I think, for, <laughs> for people to, uh, for the church and the leaders of the church to just be clear about like, no, this is what we believe and we're going to stick to it. Um, and that's, that is, that has certainly been missing for a long time. I think, I guess, I guess that it was like that view doesn't really enter the public sphere much. It seems like the view of uh, like a strong view from the church just does not. It seems like it's like, it's operating in two separate worlds at this point mm-hmm. where like the church does not have a figure um that you know as far as people flock to if that makes Mm -hmm. sense uh in the same way like um and so like if you know that's one thing that's interesting to me that like i guess you couldn't you couldn't have that uh you i guess what i'm trying to say is you can't have that you know that central figure if he does not, if he's not able to step out into the public sphere and really, you know, command that sort of following that these other men do. That's, um, I don't know if that well, makes sense. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, that does. No, I was going to say, so up until this past year, like, and I would say these men were available. Like I know John MacArthur's always been pretty standout. 
um, up until yeah. you really had to stand out. The issue is not necessarily you don't have you have a few men like with John MacArthur and Douglas Wilson who have especially Douglas Wilson um, have had almost like become a for years been like that. Well, they do their own thing. We just don't associate with them 100 percent like to a degree we do. Um, John MacArthur a little more so, but like we evangelicalism as a whole push these people out from their ranks more than anything else. It seemed that way or just cut and run like with John MacArthur last year, it seemed like everyone just said, okay, John MacArthur's doing his thing as far as the big, oh, yeah. the big like whenever, like whenever John MacArthur decided after he had shut his church down, he decided to open his church back up um, in, right. in opposition. Yeah. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of, um, to your point, Jeremy, there wasn't a whole lot of backup support um, from yeah from yeah, a, I guess yeah. I didn't think about from that. the main ranks yeah. of, of evangelicalism, which would be like the Christianity Today's and the um, the Holy Posts or the the Gospel the Coalitions or gods. the um, like there there was some here and there, but there wasn't like yeah it was you sparse. probably saw you saw less articles in support of John MacArthur doing that than you saw in support of his willingness to close in the first place, if that makes sense. Like, and, and yeah, there wasn't was even scared. articles that I saw in the wake of it. Like I, I would have loved to see an article that said like, Hey, we still think you could, you should close your church, but we support our brother, John MacArthur for doing what he believes. Um, right. There wasn't really a lot of that either. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what to make of that, to be honest. Uh, but it's yeah. kind of, it is something that I was just happens. trying to get back to the standpoint of, like, even like Joe Rogan, they're somewhat outliers now from a societal standpoint. Mm. Um, but people still latch onto them to the degree of, like you said, Andrew and David, they're willing to stand up and give people the opportunity to speak. Granted, not 100% yeah. the truth, but uh, for lack of a better phrase, their truth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think, I think they both become so prevalent in that aspect and like so confident in the platform they have that like basically they're, you know, at this point they're virtually like uncancelable, uncancelable or whatever that word would be. (laughs) Uh, Like, because yeah, because they have such a following built up and, you know, they know that, you know, regardless of, who they put on if especially in Joe Rogan's sense like whoever is able to speak freely and you know um all that like that's going to get the the general support that that he's built up so i don't know it's it's really it's an interesting dynamic that like literally Joe Rogan can command more views and clicks and listens than any mainstream media platform out there these days mm-hmm. um just yeah. on like you know, daytime news when that runs. Primetime news. I think I yeah. think that I think if I'm not mistaken, Joe Rogan, the only person who gets more viewers of him more viewers than Joe Rogan on average like episode is like Tucker Carlson. Um yeah. I don't I don't know that anyone else of their average show gets more views, like downloads and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, which and is like, remarkable. You think about it, like Tucker Carlson has a room full of oh, producers yeah. and all that whole that are scripting yeah. a primetime show for him. Whereas Joe Rogan, that all those views are going to a three-hour interview where he's just talking across. He's the just table a dude in his basement with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. Well, so one one part of this I think is the um, the backbone, like people want to see a backbone um, because they know that there are things to defend and to stand by. Um, Yeah. And they also are willing to listen to, um, I don't know, like listen to these guys, even if they might not be totally right, listen to them just because it's different than what they hear everywhere else. But to dig it, to dig into why, because, because again, like none of these guys have it all perfectly together. To and if I were to rank them, um, Joe Rogan 
is probably the, you know, the, the farthest from the truth on so many things. Um, so I, I, yet we, people still listen to him and I'm not entirely sure how or like why, um, and I don't mean that like an insulting yeah. way of like, I don't know why well, you listen to him. I mean that in the way of like, I don't, even though like Christians would disagree with him on all kinds of things, he seems to be at least reasonable about some things that Christians want to team yeah. up about. I think it, yeah, I was like, I think it all, it all comes down to his approach on, you know, like even, you know, he's very approachable as far as the conversation goes. And that's how he frames yeah. the whole you know, the whole thing and his whole platform now. And so whether, you know, whether you agree with him or not, it's a really, it's a comfortable situation to wade into and listen and, or view mm-hmm. or whatever, because you, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not just, I guess, mainstream media people, that you know has an obvious slant on a situation or people that are just trying to interject and talk over each other. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's basically like a full, you know, it's like, it's actually a two way dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels much more um, honest, even if it's not all the time. And even, (laughs) yeah, even then, like, I mean, depending on the artist and the topic, like I've listened to all three of them on some way, shape or form. Um, depending what we're listening oh, to. Oh, I'll listen doing. to Jocko Willink on all but kinds of things. It comes down to like, there's certain mm-hmm. things like, it regards of all these, discernment is required. Yep. Like everything we should yeah. be listening to as Christians. Absolutely. But I mean, the Joe Rogan thing is a good platform. He does a good job. They do a good job with the product overall. Um, Like even like there, I've heard stories like they actually start talking and they just like start recording mid conversation to get it all flowing ahead of time. Um, So, from that same way, it's good to have the opportunity to have something out there these days that I guess isn't censored. Well, that's um, um or that's isn't. basically what we do. So we're we're good as well. We just that is what we, we just literally, we literally record. Just, we clap a few <laughs> times. And clap. Um, <laughs> we clap two to three times, and then, yeah, and yeah. then uh, t- two to three claps. I might clap mid episode. Who knows? Well, and to go back to what you said, Jeremy, like um, obviously all these guys, um, because none of well, even if they were. Orthodox Christians, um, they would still require discernment, just like everything that we say requires discernment. But, but yeah. these none of these guys are Orthodox Christians, so they require obviously um, extra discernment. And um, I, I, I want to like, but with, uh, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about like having the backbone. Like, are we saying that men in particular are just drawn to being a jerk? Is that what it is that brings people to this? Is is back? What do you mean by? I guess being what a I jerk? mean is what's your definition? Let's define having a backbone. I guess in some ways, um, so that so that it's not mistaken for just being a jerk. If that makes sense, because we're talking here. Let me spitball. let me back. Let yeah. me back 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 uh, back track one more step what we're saying is that there's a bit of a vacuum in the church of what feels like prominent um godly manly examples in a lot of ways um and so we're saying like that we we believe um i believe a lot of the reason that christian men will listen to jocko willink about manhood when he talks about being a man even though he doesn't to my knowledge he doesn't believe that we were made by god in his image and all that we'll still listen to him because we see i mean we see the common grace that god has given to him um to understand a lot about reality even though he has things wrong um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but one of the main reasons we listen to him is because we might ask where else are we going to go and find that from like we, maybe we would love to find that from the church, but we just can't anywhere. Um, yeah, and yeah. so that vacuum is what's missing. But I don't want to say because I don't believe this to be the case. Um, it's not just like these guys are proud, brash, arrogant, and they're jerks, and that's what it means to have a backbone, and that's why guys like them. 
So I guess if we're going to define like that, um, that thing about them that, that makes people want to follow them, how, I don't know. How, how would you guys say like what that is there? Well, I mean, I guess if we go back to like, what well, I look at the definition of a jerk is a contemptible and an obnoxious person. Um, some people may view things that we do as obnoxious just by a standing firm. I, I think there's a fact of if I'm I'm gonna say having a backbone for a just spitballing definition, having the courage to stand up for what you believe in, regardless of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people that may be called being a jerk to say society to sit there and say what we say is truth. But I think you all honestly start out with humility, and even then you can you can do have a backbone with humility, but ultimately it comes down to the fact of, and you can say it gently to the point of, hey, we're done. This is the truth, and you have to move on. Like just mm-hmm. that willingness to stand firm on something is part of having a backbone. I would say it's. I mean, and that's in every area of life. Yeah, you got to think too that these. I was like at least for like uh Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan they I mean Joe Rogan's had a following for a long time, long time now but like he has he has grown exponentially through the whole covid uh debacle because of his you know slant and perspective through that heterodox and Jordan stance. Peterson yeah and, and Jordan Peterson grew exponentially because of uh mm. the free speech movement uh and mm-hmm. all that as far as his initial following so like their platforms were built up on the backs of basically these these big ideas and stuff that they could stand firm on mm-hmm. and like that's why i was saying earlier like you have as far as uh met strong men from the church they basically like we have we have a lot of men that seem like they, it you know like they don't operate in that same sphere mm-hmm. and they they have not taken that stance on any there hasn't been like a firm uh movement that has projected one of them into the same limelight if that makes sense like the same platform to to take off i i think um um, yeah and to clarify we're not saying just to just to disclaim one thing um we're definitely not saying uh (laughs) that what the evangelical world is somebody who's a Christian to say like everything that Joe Rogan has said about COVID. We just need like that in a Christian form. Yeah. Um, no. Because he's uh, wrong about some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, because uh, he is not all knowing by any means. Um, but what I, I guess I, I feel like this is what you're getting at. Ange. is like, I, and I don't know entirely what it would look like for a Christian to have that kind of a platform. Um, but the first thing, the first step that it takes to get to having that platform is to be, is to have the person who's willing to stand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And not just men. I think that everybody responds to somebody who is clear in their convictions, humble and, um, dedicated to them. Yeah. And, and honestly, the American church at large has been far too pragmatic over the last, uh, I don't know, however many years um, to where we don't have a lot of those people in yeah. the notable yeah. pace, places of leadership. Right. Well, and I would even go back to like, there's a, I was listening to a, another podcast and reading a book about a, a few other books talking about gravitas and, um, the concept of like C.S. Lewis said, we make men without chess, which goes back to even that's like Aristotle, um, like where the chest is like where our heart is, our gravitas is, which regulates our appetite and our stomachs and our mind, which is purely intellectual. Mm. Um, and obviously, like take that for what it is. And I think wait, but just the fact that like, even C.S. Lewis wrote that in the forties, mm. um, and now we're in the early twenty twenties and. Just the, that same paradox is still alive, and he and he saw that happening before. Now, yeah, he saw the phenomenon of uh, that hollowed out, uh, hollowed out manhood type of thing, right? 
Um, like we don't have any gravitas. We don't have any really in virtue. Like that's where virtue is found. Like if virtue has the fact that we have, we're willingly to regulate what needs to be regulated between the two extremes. This is one thing that I think is interesting about these three guys. So like, um, I would say that two essential parts of being a man, being a strong male leader, I would say in particular would be gravitas and, and virtue. Um, gravitas meaning like a weightiness that a person carries which is a tough thing to define but i think that we all know people in our lives who have a they they have a weightiness when you when they say something it carries weight when they when they decide to go in a direction other people listen to it like they just have a weightiness they don't get pushed around or moved around a lot um and then there's the virtue side of it where they actually use that weight in a way that is genuinely good um, and what's interesting about these two guys is like, I think Joe Rogan has like an amazing amount of gravitas, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he says mm-hmm. something, people listen. If he pushes in a right. direction, yeah. people move. Um, virtue, not really there. Um, in a lot of ways. Um, he's a he's a pretty hedonistic guy, right? Um, Jordan Peterson, I don't know. He's like somewhere on the spectrum towards virtue, although his definitions of virtue are really interesting. Um, They're like pseudo-Christian. They're like close to Christian. Um, And then with Jocko, it's the same sort of thing. You have this weightiness and you have at least a pretty high amount of virtue going on um, in a generic sense, at least. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know what I'm doing with that thought that just came into my head of how these how those those two aspects I think define like the type of person that uh, people want to follow, and right. and it's amazing. Like that's I don't know. I mean, that's what we want. That's what we should yearn to be as Christians, um, mm-hmm. particularly as Christian men. I think. We even going back to if we look at church history, the men that we remember the most. Yes, they're well thought of now, but were they all well thought of then? Mm. Like, we can go back to the apostles, and obviously the answer is no, they're all murdered. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, Christ is the prime example. Mm. Um, but even, like, look at our history, like, we have the books of martyrs and all that stuff. Um, and other people, like, I, I know I was reading a book on George Mueller. People thought he was crazy. Um, like, he gave up a good life, or other people gave up law degrees and stuff to follow this passion um and they were derided for it by the world but they had gravity and people did follow them and ultimately when we look back in history we see these people but i guess it's now in the thick of all the stuff we're going through are we willing to stand with the people who are willing to stand up Mm. and are we the willing to be the men who stand up yeah and ultimately i think that pulls people towards us because everyone's looking for that firmness hmm. in a society that is so wishy-washy yeah i i mean my mind goes to martin luther um right and the 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 way that he would have been revered by so many in his time but hated by so many in his time right but it's a polar they're all polar but he fixture, had an opposite he had an obvious uh <laughs> he had an obvious uh backbone <laughs> To stand right. against like the whole Catholic Church, um, he had an obvious backbone that I don't know. I I do think that like we and we have to constantly walk this fine line. And this isn't just as men; this is just as people. But we have to walk this fine line all the time of um, not a fine line according to the world of what's winsome versus what is true but we have to walk the fine line according to God in terms of speaking the truth in love, right? Mm-hmm. In remembering uh, the context of those verses, right? That's not just about, it's easy for us to make the speaking in truth and love about like basically just basically being nice. Yeah, um, being nice and it's time. like, no, it's not about being nice all the time. It's about the rest of that passage is about the body building itself up, which comes through truth. Um, so the truth has to be spoken. And there are times when the truth, I think in my community group, we were just talking about this. Um, I don't remember who said it, but it was like 
sometimes the truth will have to be necessarily offensive. Um, and sometimes the truth will not have to be that way, but sometimes it will have to be offensive. It have to be stark. Um, and if it's God's truth that you're standing on, you just have to be okay with it being stark. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't also go around looking, trying to do that when you don't need to. Um, you shouldn't be looking for a fight. I mean, Proverbs talks about this. It talks about looking for fights and how foolish that is. But it also talks about standing on what is actually true. And maybe I think the church at large like hasn't taught a whole lot specifically about what it means to be a man and how to do that well. And so these these guys come into the picture and they, particularly Jordan Peterson and Jocko Willink, spend a fair amount of time about talking about what it means to be a man and a good man. And mm-hmm. that's just missing, I think. <laughs> and I think, I honestly, I respectfully think like if people in the church, if you look at people who like maybe some men in your church that listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson or Jocko Willink, um, Jocko Willink, for example, and you kind of think like, you kind of look down on them thinking that it's, I don't know, it's kind of cute or it's kind of sad how they need this instruction or something. I think you're missing the fact that that's an indication of probably how the church has let those men down um, to say like, no, this is how you, this is what you're supposed to do. (laughs) This is literally what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. Um, I think that has been lacking in a lot of ways at the church. I think, I think I see that hunger when I talk to um, just so many men um, whenever we even get into subjects like that. I think you can see that hunger of like wanting to have better advice about about Mm -hmm. things um, than they've ever gotten before. And I think that for yeah. better or worse, these are this is where a lot of people are going to get that instruction now. So I think it is up to the church to get out of the wishy-washiness and be clear and be loving and be um, thorough and, um, I don't know, be deep in all the right ways about teaching every member of their congregation, what it looks like for them to live out the callings that God has placed on them. Um, yep. You know, men for how to do it as a man for, for men and how to do it as a woman for women. Um, and I think a lack of that has created a pretty big vacuum. Yeah. Well, and also one point, like you guys said, yeah, I think one way, and then encouraging men to encourage women to be women and women to encourage men to be men. Mm-hmm. Like on the one point, we need to come as a society of believers come alongside each other um, to bring build each other up in the admonition of the Lord and what He's called us to be. Mm-hmm. And that might be somewhat different given each context of just providence. But yeah. there are certain things that we sit there and say, like, "Hey, this is what we're called to do. Let's work together and just go." Yeah. You guys got any other thoughts on this, or have we uh, have we rambled them all out? <laughs> I only have one other thought to bring it full circle. Okay, that Joe Rogan did have an episode with Nate Bargatze, and they talked about Bigfoot. So there you go. And Nate Bar Nate Bargatze is Andrew is a big man crush on him, <laughs> and we all do. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, he's and he's, well, like, he's, he's a good comedian. Guy. I, I yeah, enjoy funny him. guy. Um, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I listen to him a fair amount. Rachel doesn't love him like uh, I enjoy his stuff yet. But. <laughs> oh, okay. Did, I was like, have you showed Rachel his podcast? Yeah, she doesn't I can't, find the appeal yeah, of it as much as I do. We tried to listen. Kaylee doesn't enjoy it either. That Kaylee, I, I have not listened to Tom do yeah. it, but I, it's on my list to get I think to. It's I've funny. listened to Clock so, a lot. Yeah, I think it's funny. Kaylee doesn't, doesn't really laugh much. and Yeah. But. Well, uh, as per usual. Uh, this episode was pretty. Uh, this was recorded here in the middle of a week that's been crazy for all of us, and uh, we just kind of kicked this episode out. So, 
what that means is we probably did say some things that uh, as we listen back to it, we'll think, oh, that was that didn't make that much sense um, or that wasn't whatever. So uh, uh, give us some. <laughs> that gr- predicates the fact that's, that we listened. To that's this not yeah, that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. But uh, give us some grace on that. But also give us your feedback um, and let us know things that you think. But follow us and take part in all the fun uh, Instagram polls so that we can bother jeremy about them in the future so yeah Yeah, i'll be honest i'll probably never see them if i'm honest until we talk about them on the pod that's fair that's yeah like the next one could be will jeremy see this and i'll probably be a big fat no (laughs) yeah maybe i'll go ahead and put that up there we'll see well um i think i don't know the recommendation can just be that uh that nate bargetsy uh bigfoot thing i guess that's what we'll go with yeah i i yeah. Well, like, yeah, I was like, if you you're looking for content to not, it was like, not like inspirational direction I, or anything like that. If you're just looking for lighthearted content, then that can be the way to go. Yeah, that's very much the yeah. case. Um, I'll throw out something that's not, maybe it's not lighthearted, but it's not particularly uh, whatever. Is that I was listening to, um, I was listening to Demon Hunter today. I was listening to an old, old album by Demon Hunter. And I am forgetting what the name of the album is right now, but it's the album that has um, it's the album that has Undying on it, which is oh the Triptych. That's the name of the album. I was gonna say that's what it was. Yeah, actually. it's oh, the tip of my tongue. I don't even know when it came out at this point. It might have been like two thousand and three. I think um, it's so good, it's unbelievable. So that's a that's some advice from me. Old school Demon Hunter, man. Yeah. That's really good stuff. I'll go back with um, just a simple statement of emo's not dead and go from there. That's <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that I showed Jeremy that popped up on my Spotify today. That was the name of the heading that they were giving to me. Yeah, I was. Pre- we were literally just talking about that the night before, by the way, Faith and I with her parents. So, well, that's a whole for the <laughs> listeners. That's a whole like meme. That's a series of memes on the internet that uh i don't know is becoming more popular because people are still listening Dude. to the music so david they have a whole cruise for emo's not dead might delete like we should do a 3bt they have a whole cruise yeah they're doing a cruise this year dang with like all the bands it's Jeremy, crazy are you gonna go no i'm not going no. unless bigfoot's there i'll yeah. go all right well there's a good chance he this might is be derailed yeah we're done we're out of here uh, go listen to something else that's more stimulating or more interesting than this. So, <laughs> hey, this is episode eighty-one, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>